0: The Oklahoma City Thunder fall late to the Boston Celtics as SGA has another phenomenal game, but the Thunder just could not quite close the door on this game. However, things are starting to turn for Lou Dort for the better, and Alexei Pokashevsky is here. He has broken out and he has popped in year three of his NBA career. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day.
1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On. Thunder Podcast, and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Email the show, Pod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by BetterHelp, we are going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Boston Celtics on the second night of a back-to-back as SGA dazzles Pokashevsky, puts together the best game of his career, and really just shows what he can be moving forward. J-Dub has a coming out party in Boston, and Lou Dort continues to have the season turn for the better for him in these last few games. But today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has uh, matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash NBA. What a game. Let's start with our game overview. Chet Holmgren out. Darius Baisley out. Trey Mann was out. Remember, he had that back injury in the uh, New York game on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning. Back soreness, back spasms uh, held him out of the game on uh, Monday against Boston. Eugenio Marui was down in the G League with Usman Jang. They both were down there playing Team McKnight on Monday. They'll play them again on Wednesday uh, morning. And then Mike Muscala and Lindy Waters, both out, uh, went, you know, but not officially. They were DNP coach's decisions. Just Mark did not get them in the game, but they were uh, suited up. The Thunder starting lineup. SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, and Alexei Pokashevsky were actually the ninth different starting lineup this season and also the five most minute getters for OKC. So that actually matches up in this game, uh, which typically doesn't happen. Typically, there's some sort of variation between the starters and who had the five most minutes. Not the case tonight. The starters did play the five most minutes. SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Kitty, J-Dub, and Alexei Pokashevsky. There are two huge storylines from this one that start with SGA. SGA plays 35 minutes, scores 37 points, has a block, two steals, eight assists, four rebounds, and he was just phenomenal. Just like you are Phenomenal for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And on YouTube, uh, we have a Scoot Henderson interview on YouTube from after last night's game, Ignite versus the Blue. Now, SGA goes 9-for-9 at the free throw line, 2-for-4 from 3, shot 50% from the floor. He said after the game uh, to Nick Allo and to the media that were there in Boston, he said, I think that we are a better basketball team and better individuals across the board. I think that we've done a great job in the summertime working on our games and getting better. We are seeing it this season. Once again, it's him acknowledging that this team has a plan, is going in the right direction, is turning a corner. All those different words and descriptors, all those things that you want to hear from a face of your franchise, from a franchise leader and somebody that does not sound publicly disgruntled at all, despite um, despite the way that the national media tries to portray this situation in Oklahoma City, the national media even last week the athletic had a article saying you know from an anonymous GM that SGA could be frustrated. We've heard none of that in Oklahoma City. We, we've seen none of that. In Oklahoma City. In fact, it's been quite the opposite. We've seen a player in SGA who has embraced being in Oklahoma City, being the face of this franchise, and helping the Thunder uh, get over the hump and be a part of the next wave of players in Oklahoma City. But in this game specifically, SGA showed you his all NBA superstar power. We've been talking about SGA in all star terms it's really time to flip that script and flip that page to all NBA terms. That's a, that's a massive jump to do that before he's officially played in an all-star game. I get that. But the stuff we're seeing this season is that of a top 15 player in the NBA. Is that of an MVP candidate. We'll see if this can be sustainable, and it looks, looks like it will be. But one of those big tests, one of those big tests of sustainability is SGA doing it in back-to-back games going from 11 a.m. against New York to 6.30 p.m. the next night against Boston. Two road games, back-to-back days. How do you handle that? How do you handle um, facing that? And SGA stood tall. And SGA looked like the absolute truth as a superstar player, as a a face-of-your-franchise player, as a top 15 NBA player. The way that he dominates the paint as a guard – should not be normalized. And I and I feel like it's becoming normal for us that watch it night in and night out and watch it every single night for us to be like, oh, this is how SGA scores. This is how SGA does it. This is not normal. This is not how guys of his size are supposed to score. When you look at his points in the paint per game, it is rivaling stuff that we've only seen from Zion, from Shaq, from all the Giannis, from all these elite big men guards are not on that list the way that SGA is so it's just incredible to see the different ways that he is able to score the tough bucket making is what is so fascinating to me it's because he's getting 37 points you know he's getting 30 points a night and he's having to make extremely difficult shots he's having to make extremely tough looks where when you start to see the team shoot better, as they have been these last few games, when you add in Chet Holmgren, as you will next year, when you when you trade for a piece here and there, as you will in the future, those tough looks get less and less because they've got to guard his teammates and they've got to they've got to disperse. They can't have four guys collapsing on the paint every time that SGA touches the basketball. They they, they can't have you know their, their entire team with a foot in the paint whenever SGA is driving. Once you fill out this roster and this roster grows into their own as, as NBA players and become more respected in the scouting report, once that happens, then SGA, what can he ascend to whenever whenever you're, the defense is not allowed to give him that much attention? Or whenever the defenses do give him that much more attention and he's kicking out to guys that can knock down the shot because he believes in them. He believes that these are the guys that can knock down those shots. They just need the opportunity. They just need the experience. They just need to be able to grow and develop in their own right. Whenever that does happen, however it may happen, how much better can SGA be with a flushed-out roster around him? Whether that be the guys physically on this roster already just taking that next step, whether that be uh, improving the roster via trades or signings or draft picks. However it happens, however you want to describe it, when this team just grows together and gets better, what does that mean for SGA? SGA. It's not going to go backwards. It can only go forward. The question is how much more forward can it go as we see SGA play at this just insane clip, just this insane level. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, who the who the uh, Thunder will play tomorrow with the Wizards, he calls SGA a top five guard in the NBA right now. Top five guard in the NBA right now. Those are his peers that are saying these things. Uh, J.J. Redick he had on Therese Halliburton on his podcast uh, over the weekend, said the same thing, underrated player, great guard, one of the best guards in the NBA. Like it is picking up recognition both locally, nationally, and within the walls of the NBA. And so I I think that it should not be taken lightly just how good SGA is. And we should keep in mind, he hasn't even entered his peak yet. Like, like he, this is not going to be his peak. He still has room to grow. And Growing can be twofold. It can be both him growing as he's only 24 years old right now and won't be 25 until the summertime uh, and and will then start to enter his physical peak. It could be that, but it can also be just growth from the team around him because you've seen these last few games, things have started to look a little bit easier for him as the team is shooting better from three. Obviously, they shot like 50% from three on on Sunday. That's not going to continue itself no matter what you build. Like like no team in the NBA can sustain 50% from three. But just getting better than what they had been this rest of the season where it's down in the low 30s, that stuff will help SGA a tremendous amount. And I would say right now that this show is brought to you by Sweat Block. Folks, we all sweat. And some of us sweat more than others. Some of us have a sweating problem and... Living in Oklahoma where it's mainly hot year round and then when it's not hot, you're going to walk into a building that just has a blazing heater on because we can't stand the cold in Oklahoma. You're going to find yourself sweating quite a bit. So in order to avoid those sweaty palms or that shiny forehead or uh, the sweat stains in your suit or whatever the case is, make sure you check out Sweat Block. Sweat Block has these wipes where you just wipe it on and you enjoy the dryness guarantee uh, for weeks at a time, even. Uh, so make sure that if you're experiencing this embarrassment with sweat or odor, try Sweatblock risk free today. Save 20% with a promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. That's saving 20% at sweatblock.com with code locked on. Also available at Amazon. So make sure you check it out uh, with Sweatblock that can save you from the embarrassing sweat, whether that be uh, just physically on your body or in your stains in your clothes, whatever the case is, check it out today with sweat block. They are going to be here to help you out. Also check out rocket money, formerly known as true bill, but it's the same great concept with a new name. So what rocket money can do for you is that let's say you have an unwanted subscription. We all have those, right? We all sign up for a free trial then forget to hit Turn off auto renew. We always do that, right? At least I do. I run into that problem all the time where I want to try a free trial. I try it out. Don't really love it. Don't really want to buy it fully. Don't really want to subscribe to it fully. I just wanted to read one article. I just wanted to try one uh, you, you know, sample over here. I didn't want to ha- get the whole shebang. What, what Truebill could do, which is now known as Rocket Money is that you can plug in all your subscriptions and then you can tell them which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to cancel. And then they're going to go cancel it for you. That way you're not wasting your time in dealing with the hassle of getting on the phone, dealing with robots, trying to find a real person, trying to backtrack and find your way to cancel the auto renew. And they can just take care of you and clean up your billfold, clean up your bank account uh, over there at Rocket Money. So check it out today. That is Rocket Money. It's free. It is um, going to be able to be downloaded uh, for you, Rocket Money, uh, check them out today. That is Rocket Money for you, promo code On. Make sure you check them out today. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, LLThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into this game against Boston, but I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It is going to take you behind the scenes and beyond the box score of every uh, national story with our local experts that only Lockdown can provide you. Check them out today, Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Bokoshevsky deserves a ton of credit, folks. Right before our eyes, Alexei Pokashevsky is becoming an actual NBA player that is popping. There are people nationally no longer treating Pokashevsky as a meme or as a joke. They're treating him as somebody who is popping from that 2020 NBA draft class. It has not yet been two years since the date of his draft. Because remember, folks, he was drafted in November. I believe it was around November 17th or 18th or something like that. Or 16th was was the day that he was drafted. Remember... Even though he's in year three, he's only twenty years old, and it's yes, it's been now three seasons of NBA basketball, but they haven't been real seasons. They've been truncated off seasons and weird uh, scheduling quirks and everything else. Alexei pukashevsky is finding his stride. He played in thirty-seven minutes in this game, scoring sixteen points, grabbing fourteen rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block. He went two for four from three, which. He had that one miss as time expired before half, had to shoot that one. So you can even make this, if you want to do some mental gymnastics, make this two for three from three. He shot 58% from the floor, and he is just so much better at standing in down low, walling up at the rim, and just absorbing contact. He was defending Al Horford, and Mark had the core of the night. After the game, Mark said that if you would have told him two years ago that Alexei Poroshevsky would be defending Al Horford for 30 minutes, he would have asked for a sobriety test. That's how far Polkoshevsky's come. Had a putback dunk, a crafty coast-to-coast layup around uh, Grant Williams. He has a beautiful step through, by the way, and and, and had this work to perfection um, through and around uh, Jalen Brown, a really good defender for the Celtics, and of course a two-way all-star for the Celtics. He just had so many incredible moments that in this game, it felt like everything was clicking. And it felt like he can be an actual important piece of your rotation. Now, I don't know what the ceiling is. I don't know what you want to place on Poku. Like, do you want to place him as a starting level player? Uh, Me personally, I would say that I feel confident projecting him to be a 7th, 8th man in your rotation where he's still very vital, still very important, um, and, and still very impactful to winning. But I don't think that he's going to be an every game starter, more of a, like a swing starter, like a matchup to matchup type of thing. Uh, once this roster is fully ready to go and it's and it's all sight set on winning a championship, uh, but that's still a really good role for him. It's still really a great improvement from what we've seen from him over these last few years. So Poceshevsky deserves a ton of credit and give Mark a lot of credit. Mark before the season, he was telling you that you know if, if you erased everything you thought you knew about poker from the last two years. And you, and you observed him this year as an independent person, right? As, 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 as somebody who, you know, you've never seen before and give him a fair shot. He's going to impress you. He's going to look totally different. And he has, he has looked absolutely totally different. Uh, J Dub, Jalen Williams of Santa Clara. What a game from him. 34 uh, minutes, 36 minutes, even in this game, 14 points, six rebounds, two assists, a block, Two for five from three. Shot 66% from the floor. He played really good defense. And what impressed me the most this game was the way that he was able to score off the dribble. Uh, really good job from him scoring off the dribble at the elbow. He also had a pull-up three as well. Great baseline cut dunk uh, from SGA on the on the uh, feed. Had a great catch-and-shoot uh, three from SGA on the drive-and-kick. He made a ton of great decisions. And that's the biggest thing. As a rookie, his decision-making is elite-level for a rookie. He makes a winning impact, which is very difficult for a rookie to do. He had a relocation three where he originally started out in the dunker spot, then made his way back around to I say around the break of the three point uh, line and nailed that shot in a tough, tough finish through Jalen Brown. Like the ways that he is able to score and the ways that he is able to impact the game offensively are able to be duplicated. It's just great cutting. It's just great location. It's just uh, savvy, you know, kind of savvy moves that, that he pulls off. And, uh, and cuts and, and great passes that he has when the ball's in his hand. Like, the way that he impacts the game is is no fluke and is able to be duplicated pretty easily. And so that's why I'm so high on Jay Dubbin. Everything that he does, none of it is a fluke. None of it is something that you just wonder, how long can this go for? Like, it's just everyday stuff that, that he makes look easy. But of course, in fact, it's incredibly hard. But J-Dub deserves, deserves the third credit. He's a three-level scorer that can play make and that can play defense. And as I've been saying in this podcast for the last month or two, give yourself the ability to go all in on J-Dub because I know that you know he's technically the third draft pick for the Thunder in the first round. This guy was still picked 12th overall. This guy's still supposed to be in, in that position in the draft still has that hope that they will be an all-star type of player I think that Jada will be an all-star eventually in his career. Like, I think he's that good. And I think that these coming out parts that you're seeing in Boston uh, will eventually lead to success and eventually lead to um, that kind of being less of a hot take. Aaron Wiggins also played well. A huge spark defensively. Had a massive putback slam that I just could not believe my eyes whenever I saw it. Uh, three rebounds and assists, four points, uh, in just 13 minutes of action. Jeremiah Robinson-Earl also only played 13 minutes, but he had four points and four rebounds and, and helped the team out uh, a great bit. When we come back, let's talk about Lou Dort and let's talk about Josh Giddy, plus how the Thunder uh, lost this game down the stretch. But first, I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's our good friends over at Prize Picks. You're going to want to check them out today. What Prize Picks is, is Daily Fantasy Made Easy. So check them out today by downloading the app or going to prizepicks.com. It's totally free. 100% deposit match up to $100. Whenever on your first deposit, whenever you use the code locked on, that's promo code locked on for a hundred percent deposit match up to hundred dollars. And the biggest thing about Price Picks is it's just you versus the projected numbers. And that's why I enjoy it so much. I don't have to worry about going up against a fantasy pro. All I got to worry about is is the projected numbers. So, for example, Wednesday against Washington, let's say if they set the line at twenty five and a half points per uh, per um, game for Arrieta. Let's, let's say that he has. Uh, 25 and a half for points. And all I got to do is watch the game, Thunder Wizards, and then bet. Do I think that SGA will have over or under 25 points? And if he has 26 points, I win. If he has 24 points, I lose if I bet the over. And so that's going to be the, the kind of betting and fantasy stuff that I like uh, for daily fantasy. Uh, so check it out today and see if you like it as well. By downloading the app or go to pricepicks.com. Pricepicks.com, 100% instant deposit match. Guarantee up to $100. Promo code locked on. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Email the show, Pod at gmail.com. Lou Dort had another great game, 35 minutes, three fouls, one, which is a phantom foul. I don't really like the foul on him on the Tatum uh, three-pointer, but still he had three fouls, which is down a bit from where he was hovering at four or five a game. Uh, for a long time. He scored 21 points, five rebounds and assists. Here's the big kicker. This was a good game from Lou Dort. Like he shot three for seven from three, which is 42%. And you take that with the defense that he gives you. He has now built three good games. And at worst, if you wanted to be as heavily critical as possible, you have to at least call this game against Boston, a solid game. Uh, I I would call it a good game. You got to at least call it a solid game against Toronto. He was great against New York. He was good. Mush all that together, and you've got really good performances from him the last three games, uh, even last four games, um, uh, after that horrendous first ten games. And Lou Dort looks the part. It's like I said, he didn't just forget how to play basketball. It was just a very tough stretch, and, and we're seeing that now come to fruition. I think over the last four games uh, – uh, um, of the season for him. If you only take the four games, as I mentioned last week, lopping off every game after, after Detroit and just looking forward, uh, you know, after Milwaukee, looking forward. If you look at the last four games, Lou Dort is shooting 42% from three. I like get that is what you want to see him do. Uh, plus play his great defense. So Lou Dort has done a good job of turning the corner a bit, but of course we still got to see it over a, a longer stretch than, this, than just these four games. Uh, Josh giddy I think that the biggest thing that stood up for him was his, was a shot chart. We'll get to that. He had 16 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and a block. He went one for six from three. One three was a floater at the at the buzzer, and one was a heave for the uh, 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 shot clock where he got blocked. So you take those away, and now he's at one for four from three, which is just feels a lot better. Uh, but the shot chart thing, he took six threes, he took ten shots in the paint, and one mid range. So it was just basically all threes and and, and uh. In the paint, because that one mid-range was like this runner at the final buzzer in the fourth quarter when the game was already over and in hand. So, like, really, it was just the threes and the paint shots. And that's kind of where I think that Josh Giddey uh, will settle into for his NBA career. will be a guy that is just going to try to dominate you down low with those uh, floaters and those uh, strong layups down low uh, on the low block and in the paint and then see if that three-point shot can come around. And then other than that, he's facilitating, he's rebounding, he's, he's creating possessions, he's doing that dirty work um, in between. So it was interesting to see kind of how his shot chart just kind of took fold today. But the Thunder lose 126-122. to 122. OKC once led by 15 points, Boston once led by 6 points. There were 6 lead changes and 8 times being tied. And this was a classic case. So if, you, if you ever wonder what I mean whenever I say, look, this team is going to be good, they're going to be much improved, but wins loss-wise then you're looking at young teams typically not closing games well and typically needing to grow and learn in these moments to get over the hump in the future. Case in point right here. This is a game where the Thunder played really well. They looked much improved from where they had been this season, where they had been last season, where they had been the season before that looked much improved. They just could not quite finish the job. uh, And they got a little bit rattled down the stretch. They're playing in a hostile environment. In the second game of back to back against a really good Boston team. And they just kind of faltered in the end, but it was still a lot of positives to take away from this game. And this was the case of young teams not closing well uh, to start their careers because they got to learn. They've got to learn how to close games and how to win these games in these moments. And the next time they get in this situation, they'll be much more well equipped to handle it. Uh, but six lead changes, eight times tied. The Thunder won the rebounding battle 51 to 46, but they lost the turnover battle uncharacteristically 19 to 14. OKC shot 48% from the floor, 36% from three, and 81% at the line. That's kind of where you want these marks to be at for OKC. The, the free throws have been typically around 71% the last couple of games. You want that improved. It was the three-point shot. You obviously want improved. It has been um, uh, to this point 36% uh, on this game, and then 48% from the floor. That's good enough. OKC lost points in the paint, 64 to 56. They won second-chance points, 31 to 11, and lost fast-break points. 24 to 17, which is usually an indicator of how the game goes for OKC. The better of the day at OKC plus 12, that cashed in. MVP of the game, oh, it's of course SGA. SGA was phenomenal in this game and deserves to be MVP. And uh, now Wednesday, we're going to answer your questions, your mailbag questions. So drop them below if you have any right now on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. On Thursday, we're going to recap that game against Washington. On Friday, we're going to talk about Scoot Henderson and G League Ignite and the NBA draft because we got to see Scoot by Friday twice in OKC, which was a lot of fun, and I'll play you that interview with Scoot after the game from each blue game, which will be a lot of fun as well. So make sure you subscribe across all platforms, including on YouTube, and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ryland_Styles. underscore Styles, and until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.